Welcome to episode number 22. It's another six minute Monday where we try to kick off your week by giving you six tips and tricks to make you more efficient and effective in the weight room, in the boardroom, and on the football field. All right, thing number one, exercise that I am experimenting with. It is a dumbbell one arm RDL plus a, uh, I'll say a static hold curl. Good morning. So what is that insanity? Well, Imagine you are standing in front of a dumbbell rack. You have one dumbbell at your side holding it right next to you like a farmer's walk. The other dumbbell will be up at your chest, let's say at the top of a curl position, and you'll perform an RDL. And I'd say it's an RDL plus a good morning because you have the weight in front of your chest, so you're, you're going down doing that RDL technique, but you also have the weight at your side. What makes this sick is that uh, not only are you getting that core stability from having a dumbbell at only one, one side of your body as opposed to two, but now you're amplifying it by having uh, having a weight in front of your chest, which you need to stabilize your entire core as you're doing it. And if you want the added benefit of being a uh, washed-up meathead or you want to look good at the Jersey Shore, I think the, the summer's only like eight months away, uh, then now you're able you're able to get your, a little bit of pump in that bicep because you're isometrically holding that dumbbell at the top of the curl position. So... Put that one in your little uh, in your little bank of, of exercises to do. The other tip I'd give you with that is don't try and use the same weight in both hands. The hand that is in a lower position at your side goes significantly heavier than the one that's in the curl position. Just for a frame of reference, as I'm experimenting with it, I, I was working uh, with, say, like 105 in my hand that was down and about a 45 in the hand that was up. Give it a shot. Let me know what you think. Thing number two, when you are running... Where should you be putting most of, I'll say, the force on your, of, on your feet? Well, I want you to look down at your feet right now as you're listening to this podcast and really try and visualize where all of the, the big meat on your feet is, where you can get most of the impact. Uh, at least in my foot, it's the big toe and it's the inside ball of your foot. So what I want you to do is when you start running, try and really make it a habit to run off the inside of your feet. Run, get really get more uh, a usage of the inside of your feet. I'd say the best way to do it is to start practicing while you are walking, then practice while you're jogging, and then get it into a habit as you begin your sprinting. So again, it's off the inside of your feet. Thing number three, a quote that I've been thinking about. I was reading this in a book called Influence. It's a book on behavioral science that talks about how people are influenced to do things that they don't even know about. And there was a quote that said, There is nothing more expensive than that which is free. I'll repeat that. There is nothing more expensive than that which is free. Now think about this if you are a high school athlete searching for that free scholarship to college. How free is it really? How free is it when you are told what classes to take? What did you have to do to get that quote-unquote free scholarship? Uh, are Are you going to the school that you really want to, to get an education that you really want? in the place that you really want to, or are you just doing it to save money for a college education, and a college education that you may not ever use because you can't take the classes that you want to take. And you could expand that to anything, but that's just one example. So again, there is nothing more expensive than that which is free. Really think about that, and think about things in terms of your long-term goals, not just these uh, mini short-term goals and immediate happiness, this instant gratification or the pat on your back for getting a free scholarship somewhere. Thing number four, the book that I'm reading. Uh, This is not going to help your life in any way, shape, or form, but I found it extremely interesting. I'm reading a comic, a graphic novel, as the great James Yusuke would say. Uh, It's called The White Knight. Obviously, it's Batman. It's the only thing I read. But it's an interesting, interesting twist where the Joker has now reformed himself, and he's become the White Knight of Gotham. And he's essentially proving that, yes, he did some stupid things, 
but how much worse of an impact did Batman make on Gotham? How many buildings did he destroy in his quest to stop these bad guys? Uh, what are the horrible things that he did? Or what other supervillains did he create in the process? It's an interesting twist. Uh, I highly recommend you get the book because uh, even me, the, there's no bigger Batman fan than me, at the end I was like, oh my god, this guy's making an insane point and I never thought of it in this way and maybe Batman did more harm than he did good. Alright, thing number five, a productivity tip. So this goes for football coaching. This goes for if you are in the boardroom. And when I say boardroom, I mean, I mean corporate America. If you are about to give a presentation, you should have your slides open before people enter the room. If you're going to do uh, grease board work with your football team, you shouldn't call them into the room, pull out the grease board, and then get the grease stick up and draw up a play. They should walk in the room, and that thing should be up. Yeah, if you're going to watch Huddle with them, when they come in the room, the play that you want to watch is up. You, the series of plays that you want to watch are up. There's no reason to waste people's time while you're uh, fumbling around trying to get a PowerPoint deck up or Huddle up. You should have it in as they're walking into the room. This way, there's every second that they're in that room, you have their attention because the second you start fumbling around with slides, they're going to start looking at other stuff. Thing number six, craziest thing that I saw all week. I'm sorry again, Pete Baraji. I, th I think you've made it two out of the last three times, but this was uh, borderline hysterical. We are doing a uh, Thanksgiving tough man preparation workout. I'll say that again because I'm really trying to get more. We have about 22 people slated for this Thanksgiving. We're doing a Thanksgiving Tough Man preparation workout. We're doing a tag team event. So uh, I'm doing sliders, 15 yards. I get up. I tag my partner, Pete Baraji. He's got a farmer's walk, which he has to bring 15 yards. And then he's going to go from that farmer's walk over to a sled, which he's going to drag 15 yards. Well, he gets about 10 yards with his farmer's walk. He fumbles around with it. He drops it. And then he just leaves it there, and he proceeds to sprint the other five yards around the cone to the sled. Unfortunately, our rules are, you got to get the toy through the other side of the line. So we scream at him, you got to get the toy. He runs back, and then he pulls a James Uske and uh, basically wheels, wheelbarrows the farmer's walk. He doesn't pick it up. He basically, I'll say he prowler pushes it. He prowler pushes this thing through the line. Uh, surprisingly, even with all that insanity, our team only lost by four seconds. I have no idea how that's possible. Sorry, Baraji, but you've been entertaining the hell out of me the last few weeks, but you are also incredibly uh, increasing, so uh, you're a good teammate to have. All right, that's it. Enjoy the rest of your week. I hope this was a good way to kickstart things off, and do not be miserable that it's Monday. Attack the week. Make your life great. Bye.